In the grim darkness of the second millennia, there is only a shitty podcast hosted by three dorks. A podcast about the grim darkness of the 41st millennia and how incredibly stupid it is. This is Grim Dorks. Hello everyone, welcome to Grim Dorks Discussion Podcast and Lord's Story of the Warhammer 40,000 Universe. I am Interrogator John, and with me as always are my two favorite entities in the Warhammer 40,000 Universe. <laughs> Non-specific, I like it. Leaves a lot no of effort. A lot of no room effort. to breathe. <laughs> stretch, stretch your leggies out real good. Uh... Uh... Wait, did you establish another thing? I was busy saying, uh, and adjusting my headphones. No. <laughs> cool. Uh, Take I am you want. Inquisitor Fuzzy. Oh, I'm Squib Braden. I went right. the low run. <laughs> Alright. Uh, so, today is a Q&A episode, hey. and we actually have a, a pretty wide range of questions. Hey. Yeah. It's... It, there's quite a few of them. Uh, we're just gonna go top down, right, John? We're not gonna. Yeah, that's that's fine. Thank God. I want you to uh, start from the middle, go down, and then go up. Okay, okay. So Riley, now, okay. Uh, <laughs> I was about to goddamn teleport behind you and do my best goddamn right. fist of the North Star impression. Uh. Also, I'd like to uh, briefly note, I'm very sad that the newest Fist of the North Star series is entirely 3D animated and looks like big ass. Oh. Uh, and not in a hot way. Not fan, in a good way. Fan Damn. 3D anime. That, that golden kamui. Uh, all of it can leave. I mean, Land of the Lustrous is good and looks good, but fuck it. Banned it all. Okay. <laughs> In Fair. reality, if you if you watch Land of the Lustrous, read the manga because the manga has beautiful art. Like, far I mean, so this has been Weeb Warriors, a show within a show. Yeah. Hold on, I need to write that down. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. The manga is so good. That's TM, good TM, 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 TM. Uh, you thought so I was I kidding. Guess. I actually just wrote that down. Nice. I believe you. So I guess the first in easiest question is from uh, Richie Hackett. Uh, why is the background music Guile's theme from Street Fighter 2? The answer because is John very easy. find anything else. Uh, I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's free! It w it's free from OC Remix. Uh, it's It goes good with the cadence of our voices that we've evolved to. Didn't work so well in the first episodes. <laughs> but now it's fine. Now it works well for us. Yes. Uh, also, yeah, it's free and pretty metal, like that that version of Guile's theme, at least. And as we all know, Guile's theme goes with everything. Yeah, yeah. That's just that's a, let's, that's let's a known keep real. The Imperium is Space America. Guile was probably one of the lost Primarchs. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> we will get to that. Okay. Uh... Dominic Bowers Mason asks an, appro an approximate order from least to most horrific, what would it be like for your average hive worlder to have their planet wiped out by the various 40k factions? Um hmm. Th this one is actually kind of difficult. Um, you said well, from, I think from, from least? least to most. Okay, least so I most. think the least horrific way is exterminatus. Yes. But like 
Depends on the exterminatus. nuclear exterminatus. Uh, yeah, the cyclope, the cyclone, cyclopean, the torpedo one. Yeah, the torpedo. One. <clears throat> uh, the virus bomb one would be uh, shit. That would suck. What are you talking about? I love turning into yes. Media. Well, if I don't know if we've talked about this, but what happens when you do a virus bomb based exterminatus, right? Is you you hit the virus bomb, okay? Mm-hmm. So then everything just kind of decomposes mm-hmm. into like nitrogen, mm-hmm. and then they light the planet on fire. Oh dear! <laughs> I don't know if we covered that part, but they do light the planet on fire. Yeah, I didn't know about that second part. Um, they they, they, they light good. the planet on fire until it turns into a fireball. That's probably up there in the horrific dying in a literal hellfire. Yeah. Yeah, that reminded uh, me of the actual nuke test where they thought that all the oxygen in the air would simultaneously catch on fire and kill everyone. Yeah, that, that was, yeah. They're like, there's uh, an infinitesimally small chance it could happen, but it could happen. Let's do so, it anyway. Yeah, I think like on the least horrific side, it's the stuff that just blows up your planet really fast. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, like, Necron World Engine stuff? Yeah. I, I was gonna say, even just... If you luck out and get a non... Uh, if you get a Necron group that has no flayed ones, then mm-hmm. it would you're actually... You, yeah, you're probably just gonna die to a Goss rifle fine shot through the quotation. chest. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... Relatively you, fine. You'll better die getting quickly because... Better. Because an entire yeah. section of your body is teleported into the nether realm. So it's, it's better than having the proboscis thrust upon you. That is true. I would put Tyranids as the worst, but we'll get there. So Imperium, Necrons. Uh, uh, <clears throat> and then, like, honestly, there's a 50-point leap from there to the next guy. Oh, Tau. Yeah, Tau are right. also up there, because odds are if Tau... Tau break planets though exactly so really tower no. do you know why tower the worst why are tower the worst live underneath communism <laughs> <laughs> need to remember to put an eagle screech in here yeah. uh, <laughs> America. exactly um, um i, I feel like on the bad end of things like an orc invasion would be bad an orc, an orc invasion would be, would be bad, bad bad but like pretty vanilla as far as dying goes like the worst things that can happen in an orc invasion are you get eaten by a pack of squigs or something or or so i think there's two flavors of the orc invasion death there's the flavor where you're on a like a remote planet and just get destroyed yep which is pretty fine honestly yeah you might get enslaved. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, the the worst version is getting caught in the middle of an Orc v. Imperium fight. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, I would say we would put humanity pretty low, which because that makes up a majority of the factions, such as the Imperium. Well, the chaos space. is bad. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, so, I'd put chaos as a separate faction. Because Chaos yeah, yeah, yeah. is pretty up there. I would say they're above an orc invasion. Yeah. Yeah, because sure. cha- the forces of Chaos... Within that subgrouping, I would put it, like... 
Cinch or Cinch is the least bad, followed by a tie between. Well, actually, no. Followed by Corn, followed by a tie between Slanesh and Nurgle, because uh, I, I have to disagree with you. May I? May I have my point first, and then you yes. may answer. Uh, yes. bitch. Um, the <laughs> because, because yeah, bitch. Damn. Um, Cinch <laughs> is like. You know, you'll just... The end result of that will just be your planet being out of existence uh, is probably Cinch's final end goal on any fucking of a planet, right? Like, yeah. at worst, you're going to be sacrificed en masse in order to summon something. Um, Corn, I would put, I put in the next least bad because... You're just Whoa. gonna get chopped to bits. That's really mm -hmm. it. You just die yeah. by being chopped to bits. Or, like, ripped in half by Karn. Mm -hmm. But then, on one hand, you melt every single bit of your body out of your ass due to space super tuberculosis aids. Yes. From Nurgle. Or, right. you are... And this is the part where I just put, like, a five-minute-long continuous sensor beep as I describe all the <laughs> horrific things Slaneshi army will do to you. Which is also yeah. where Dark Eldar tie in this, too. Yeah, I was gonna say, I feel like the regular Eldar are non-factor in this kind of... Yeah, they're not. But Deldar not really. definitely are a factor. <sighs> Maybe. I don't think Deldar really kill planets that often, but... When they do, with you fuzzy comes from basically swap Slanesh and Zinch. Interesting. Because what Zinch will do is a couple of things. Best case scenario, he pulls your planet into the warp. Bad. Which is bad. Yeah. <clears throat> worst case scenario is, uh, well, the real overall worst chaos scenario is, uh, in my opinion, the Gehemanet. Which I might have talked about at some point. Thank you. Uh, it's a thing from the Word Bearers book where imagine you're a hive worlder. Chaos invades your planet. You get enslaved. You have to build a tower that goes all the way through the atmosphere. You're being mind controlled the whole time. And then when the, the planets align just right and Zinch jerks off just enough. Uh, demons come out the top and crack your planet in half. Oh. That's yeah, that's good. pretty bad. Also, that reminds me of a certain story. Um, I don't know. It sounds like this tower, what it's built, might be called the Tower of Bagels, or the <coughs> Tower of Zagels, or... You're not wrong. All, all in all, uh, the distinct urge to make a make a circle of bread and then boil it in sweet water uh, is very present. <laughs> um, yes. And then you know, once, once you build that tower, all, you know, if the language has one universal language, they all get broken up into many languages, so they all can't understand each other. From the Sinch bagel That are all bagel-based. Bagel yeah. <laughs> I'd be down for a bagel-based planet. With a bagel-based economy. 
I mean, frankly, more food-based worlds should exist. I, I'm still really into so, the whole moon cheese thing. I go, <laughs> I'm going to be entirely honest. Yeah. I'm going different than y'all, and I'm saying Nurgle is the worst. Because uh -huh. disease is yeah. scary. M melting honestly, your bones yeah. out your asshole is pretty bad. Yeah. Also, just like... Getting attacked by a man who has his guts trailing behind him is not something I want to deal with. <laughs> and who looks like he's a piece of moldy bread that you left in the back of the refrigerator for six months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, that's something I personally don't like the most. So, Fair. I put Nurgle at the top. I go, uh, Slanesh, Sneech. Or, no, Slanesh, Corn, Sneech, Nurgle. Okay, what's, what's the worst one? Tyranids. Uh, Tyranids. I, I, I'm not. I'm not sure if it's Tyranids or Deldar, honestly, because at least with the Tyranids, you're just being eaten. Get mass versus eaten. Well, because on the Deldar. flip side, um, well, actually, uh, I would almost put it like the the absolute worst things I can think of to happen to you and your planet <laughs> in the Warhammer 40k. My top three are number three, Nid Invasion, because mm -hmm. everything you know and love is going to be eaten down to the last organic molecule. Mm -hmm. Number two, Deldar Invasion, because everyone you know and love is going to be either kidnapped or worse, taken into a hell city, and then terrible things are going to be done onto them, ranging from seeing if the skeleton can go on the outside to bleep. Uh, but the number one is something we briefly mentioned once, but that's if the Iron Warriors get their hands on you. Oh no. Oh god. Number one, oh, the no. Demonaculaba. Demonacubla. Demonabla. I would also say oh, I would god. put the Inquisition pretty high up. Like if the Inquisition just says You right. Your world and here's is my thing. Going. Here it is. Mm -hmm. Right. I think a really, really bad one is if some people on your planet turn heretic and you're a loyalist. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's no Because they'll just kill you. Yeah. And they yep. won't even think twice. I would also like to put the Death Corpse of Krieg somewhere high on the list. Like, just <laughs> I mean, Krieg, that's just being your a world Death getting Krieg is just not good. Yeah, uh, we'll actually get to that one. in a bit. Um, if your world becomes Krieged, gets Krieged, leave. The best thing is you got trenches. Bad thing is you won't be alive to enjoy them. Yeah, that is true. I'm Put sure on your gas mask and get that number, baby, because you're going in the trenches. Yep, I, I'm sure we're gonna keep playing Ten Thousand Ways to Die in 40k, but uh, let's move on <laughs> to the next question. Um, did we forget any factions actually before? I, I was think we had all a list, and most of them, like we have orcs, necrons, humanity, yeah, yep. Eldar, yep. Uh, chaos, um, nids. I will say, I think getting wiped out by Sisters of Battle actually would be pretty Tell. bad, because they will capture and kill you and everyone you know and love, but also, before you die, you will spend the entire time being tortured to confess your sins. So that also would suck very badly. Mm. Yes. Uh... 
Yeah, I think that's everyone. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, honestly, Space Marines will just nuke your planet and move on. Which, yeah. Cool. Humanity <laughs> can kind of work as just a full pack, so. Yeah. Yeah. Humanity, Necrons, Tyranids, Chaos, Orcs, Tau, Eldar. See, it, it says a lot about 40k as a setting that humanity being the least bad genocide. <laughs> but also it just says a lot <laughs> but also the most prone to genocide <laughs> sans yes. nids um when, when you have a million planets what's a couple dozen right yeah exactly um next right. up uh, another question yeah. from uh dominic so as we know orcs scavenge tech make it orky and then use it to fight even more to the point that the tabletop has rules for fielding scavenged lehman rust tanks scenario how would orcs completely misuse tau tech i i cut it off from there just because i mm. couldn't fit the rest of it on this particular screen cap but i think you get the gist of the question how do orc misuse tau and oh, i want you a, to this is a very easy question well I don't think you've. I don't think you can anticipate how great my answer is. Okay, I, I want to field mine first because I saw a great picture that someone kit bashed an OG Gundam, an RX seventy eight dash two, and mm. made it orky. And to answer the question, that Shit. that is what they do. They would take okay. battle suits and make it orky. And well, probably make Gretchen the pilot is, them. How would orcs completely misuse Tau Tech? And the answer is, you take the railgun part of a hammerhead and use it as a club. <laughs> My uh, favorite thing I'm imagining is uh, having a Tau Mech, but like with the Eva, because they have like the Eva injection slot. But for yeah. orcs, the the injection like slot thing that you push into the mech is a trash can. Hear so the out. orcs get Hear in the trash out. can and then get pushed in. An orc with a battle suit is just Megas XLR. Yes. Hear me out. Uh, orcs get their hand. Out. Orcs get their hands on five on a riptide on five battle suits of any kind, and think to themselves, if days put one smalls boy in one of these what if we put all of these together and make one big boy and so they so make a broadside voltron. voltron yes yes excellent. okay That's but badly awesome. <laughs> i also imagine them using katanas and just having like busted ass ones because they you know an orc gets a hold of shadow sun's chronophagic steel sword yeah. and uses it as a gun <laughs> <laughs> yeah the orcs hold on the let orcs... me use these chronophagic bullets well the, the other really make a the orcs make a gun that fires katanas <laughs> the other oh, they totally would the other really fun thing is like the orcs would see tau tech and go all right all of this supposed to be floaty and so all of them would think every piece of Tau Tech should be floaty. And yeah. so every piece of scavenged Tau Tech, an orc will just let go of it and it'll just stay where it is for a second. <laughs> because orcs think everything a Tau makes should be floaty. Mm -hmm. Also imagine Not wrong. The, the repurposed drones for orcs. 
I, I, oh, I, really I, uh, my, my chop a drone, chop yeah. a drone, a chop, chop a drone. Which is just the Roomba with a knife taped to it. <laughs> it's yeah, exactly. just knife Roomba. It's a knife just... Roomba. But also, um, <laughs> I'm imagining like Squig Rider, Squig Rider Gretchen, except on shield drones, just trying yeah. to steer the fucking thing with two choppas being like, ah! I'm also imagining they make the drones like they just add metal on them so they look like squibs. And so they have a Gretchen, they have the squib, the uh, Gretchen riding the squib like inside of its mouth, but it's just inside of the drone. Yep. <laughs> All right. So next question uh, from from John Mills. You guys should do a bit about Vrax. Speaking of question, though. <laughs> well, yeah. To make, we'll probably go in depth into it later because it's the a neat battle, but. Vrax was a planet that got chaosy real fast, and so the Imperium sent a siege legion to take care of this problem. The siege legion was composed almost entirely of Chaboys, the Death Corps of Krieg. Oh no. Yeah, oh no. Um... It was also led almost. Ex it was led entirely by a general who got his position because his family was important, and he had never seen combat before, and oh, so no. he got put in this position. And the Ministorum looked at this fight and said, "It'll take us twelve years to win this." All right, kid, go do it. It took them seventeen. No, oh, dear. Uh, needless to say, the planet of Vrax currently is, uh, uninhabited and covered in miles and miles and miles and miles of trenches. Nice. <laughs> it, what, it was basically a microcosm of World War One, but with chaos magic involved. Literally a World War One. Yes. But a world. Yes. It was it's a really cool read and i think when we do some battle episodes this one should definitely be in it so thank you john mills for bringing it, it to my attention because i didn't know about it yeah. actually until recently uh holy shit does that guy fuck up bad though <laughs> god Krieg, kriegsmen were like he's fine we got to build trenches I mean, even the Kriegs, it says something when the guys who are like, yeah, we'll die in combat and we're fine with that, go, we might be dying too fast. <laughs> <laughs> when Kriegsmen well, complain, you fucked up bad. I think they appreciate it in a, this is making us tactically ineffective. Not, we should stop dying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, other questions from John Mills. Uh, what are you guys' favorite 30k legions? So, like, the original 10. The Rainbow Legion. <laughs> the Rainbow uh, Warriors? Yeah, the Rainbow That's Warriors. not a legion. <laughs> They're not. Uh, technically, no. they were in Rogue mm. Trader. Uh, yeah, in Rogue Trader. Mm. <laughs> I don't even know who they're... They got merged into being a successor of nowadays. Uh, for those of you who, Marines. for those of you who don't remember, the Rainbow Warriors were the Aztec-themed Space Marine Legion. It was Is a loyalist Space Marine chapter and a successor chapter of the Ultramarines. 
Called it. Ooh. Their Fuck chapter's homeworld like is called else. Prism. <laughs> <laughs> also, they became way less Aztec looking, like after Rogue Trader Edition, which is a fucking yeah. Shame. They look like regular. They look like regular uh, Ultramarines. They're like all blue in color now, and their yeah. symbol is a lightning That's bolt. Fucking dumb. Their symbol is a lightning bolt, which ends at the top with like four streaks to symbolize like a part of a rainbow. Meanwhile, fucking the Rogue Trader days, they fucking, they just straight up had of... Their helmets were rainbow colored. Rainbow feather <laughs> mohawks. It was great. Probably oh, also, very insensitive, but great. So, they do have a rainbow stripe on their helmet, like on the top. So. <laughs> hey kids, you want to hate painting? Yeah. Jesus. Facts. Um, Warhammer original. Right. I know it's been a while. Do you remember the twenty legions? Well, eighteen. Eh, I don't know. You failed the quiz. <laughs> oh. Uh, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess fuzzies. Uh huh. I have two guesses. Uh huh. Uh, imperial fists. Uh huh. Or or world eaters. Oh, you're uh, talking about the Founding Legions? Yes, yeah. Founding yeah. Legions. Oh, not okay, chapters, then that legions, makes it yeah. easier. Okay. There are only 18 options. Yeah, exactly. What are uh, fuzzies? What are yours? Um, so, John, your guesses were World Eaters or... Uh, Imperial Fists. Imperial Fists. Rogal Doors. Magic Pay. As... The world leaders are cool, and I love my angry boys. Uh, mm -hmm. Corn be praised. And Rogel Dorn <laughs> and his magic pain glove are very bemusing, but you're actually wrong on both counts. My favorite OG Legion is the Salamanders. By a country oh, I mile. Uh, I should have known. Yeah, That's, you should have. They're just too cool. They're, yeah, they're super fucking cool. That and fucking Tashan looks so cool. Tashan is the current chapter master of the Salamanders, and imagine Space Marine armor that they made into scale mail, probably with an actual fucking dragon. It's so fucking cool! That and his hammer's always on fire! Oh. I love... Fucking love them. Uh, John, you first, and then Brayden. John, who is your favorite? Uh, I th I think we should play the guessing game. Yeah, Brain, where are your guesses? I think this guesses? is fun. Um, for John's for favorite. John. Yeah. Oh. Um. Hmm. Hmm. I know some that he doesn't like. I think, if I remember right. Um. So I'm going to go exactly with what he doesn't like. I think. <laughs> uh huh. Smart. Uh, I think the Dark Angels are the Night Lords. Uh, <laughs> my guess is unironically, uh, the Dark Angels or um, crap, I just had it. Um, um, Thousand Suns. Space Wolves. It's Thousand Suns. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Thousand Suns. In that, I love the aesthetic. Same dog. I I love the tragedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Very. Also. Pre-heresy Thousand Suns aesthetic, 
fucking choice. The armor was red instead of blue. Mm-hmm. Oh, choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, choice. Cho- red is the best uh, color. The tragedy of Corn everything that happened with the them, especially Magnus, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the fall of Prospero just as a concept yeah. is so good. Yeah. I, Thousand Sons, you're my boys. Uh, Chef kiss. Big ups to... Uh, Big ups to my my other boys, uh, Dark Angels, who I do love, but also hate, but also love, but also hate. <laughs> Good, I'm glad. I'm glad I got that. Only right. the inner circle really knows Astolan how John get... feels. <laughs> Don't tell Astalan. <laughs> Astalan vibrates uh, psionically in the distance. <laughs> Astalan's psychic powers vibrate in the distance. <laughs> Uh, all right, you can and hear his beat coming from a mile away. Hmm. Yeah, so Brayden, yes, Brayden. I have previously stated my favorite Legion, so many times before. That is true, but I also just don't remember because I'm a bad friend. <laughs> okay, that's okay. Uh, Space Wolves, uh huh, or White Scars. Okay, what's uh, yours? Motorcycle Mongols. <laughs> um. I'm Space Wolves or Raven Guard is my guess. Damn, you all got it wrong. It's Alpha Legion. Oh right! Oh, shit. <laughs> I forgot about Alpha I, Legion. I hate Or is it Alpha fuckers. Legion? Yeah. Wink. Wink. Uh, Wink. Yeah, I love I love Alpha Legion and how they just play They're... games the entire time. Alpharion and or Omegon are just the two greatest Primarchs. <laughs> One oh, yeah. or two greatest I love, Primarchs. I forgot the, was it, 20 or 21 Primarchs? That was yeah. like our best early yes. bit. Yeah, just I didn't know about Primark. it. And learning learning the reason why there's 20 to 21 Primarchs is the, the 20 funniest. The 20 to 21 Primarchs. Yeah. It's the funniest thing in the world to me, and I love Alpha Legion. Especially in how they're like, we're maybe traitors, maybe not. But maybe not. Uh, All right. Uh, favorite, f- still a John Mills question, uh, favorite faction in 40k, and why? Hmm. Let, let's play the guessing game again. Yes. Uh, one guess each this time to speed it up. All, All right. right. All right, so Fuzzy. Mm-hmm. Tyranids. Uh-huh. I Great. would also say Nids. Or Tau. No, Tau. I'm minus Tau. Man, you're um, both real wrong. <laughs> is it Necrons? Or- no, it's Necrons. Yeah, it's Necrons. Like yeah, as soon as I of say Tau, I was like, damn it, it's Necrons. Yeah, it's my beautiful Egyptian boys. Yeah. <laughs> the Y being, uh, for old Kron, fucking Terminate- Egyptian Terminators in space. And for new Kron, yeah. fucking... The Lords are hilarious Most to of- me, and I love them. Um, they're good boys and girls, because they're fucking ludicrous. Uh, alright, John, um... Okay. My guess... Tau, yeah, actually, my guess is Tau. Um, I would also say Tau. Well, I guess right. (laughs) I love Tau. I have no shame, I love Tau. Fucking weeb. Nice. Y'all can fucking hate on me all you want. I love Tal. <laughs> <laughs> and Brayden. Yes. Orcs. Uh. Mmm. 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 Guys, rubbing one out. Mmm. 
fucking... I'm gonna actually guess chaos. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. It's chaos. Ah! Oh. It was. A, it, it's been a toss-up for me for a little while between it's and chaos, but I like chaos more specifically because of Ivan. Um, Fair. In one, in a uh, for those that don't know, in a tabletop game we played a long time ago, I have a chaos spawn, Sneech, pink whore <laughs> named Ivan who talks like this, and is eighty percent eye. <laughs> and I love eighty percent eyeball. Uh, I need to finish that arc, actually. Um, we should play that again. We should. Right now, uh, I'm about to dig in the finals, though, so... Yeah, not... Not, not soon. <laughs> not anytime soon, no. Um, and... The last quick one. Uh, if you had the budget and time, what army would you build from scratch? Uh, mine is the same answer, of course, Necron. Same answer, of course, Tal. Uh, Chaos. Wow, big shocker! <laughs> big shocker! Same answer. Weird. Uh, I would build exclusively Kroot. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's <laughs> Now, come give me a back rub, my Kroot, as I read this next question. <laughs> I want there to be a Kroot whose name is like Krooty Wop or something like that, and his call sign for battle just going squaw. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick Bengtison asks It is said that Big Papa he loved Horus the bestest but I always wondered why not Magnus since it seems that Big Papa E valued intelligence and knowledge more than strength Why did why did Big Papa E not like Magnus the best Uh I Horus was have to say. Horus was first and the first son is always the favorite bar none That's that's part of it And also and Horus also is pretty that's kind of a good answer. Uh, Horus, I don't think we've hammered this home enough, Horus was an incredibly charismatic figure. Like, to the point where everyone loved Horus. That's why he was Warmaster, because he was like the central spoke of the wheel of all of the Primarchs. Even the ones who felt spited that they didn't get Warmaster still loved Horus. Uh, and that kind of magnetism is... I mean, Dad's gonna love you more if you're charismatic. There's also um, Magnus... Big Papa E, uh, his relationship with warp knowledge was... It was... He... The Inquisition's whole idea that the average citizen should not know of the existence of chaos is based in Big Papa E and his relationship with the warp. There's a reason yeah. the Council of Nikea banned all warp or all use of psychic powers. And Big Papa E thought it was more dangerous than it was worth. And so Magnus being as naturally inquisitive as he was, whilst a valued asset to Big Papa E. I don't think ever would have garnered the same amount of just outright, like, fuck yeah, I love that kid. You could also well, say E liked intelligence, but he also didn't like it too far. And Magnus was known for meddling. Um, there was someone else, uh, Lorgar, especially. Lorgar was smart too, as far as I remember, but he wrote the book, yep. and that got E pretty pissed off about him. Yep. So. 
There are a lot of like that's think, the big folly of a lot of the smart primarchs is they mm -hmm. dig their nose in too much because they're like I want to know it, and E's like no stop. <laughs> I think Big Papa E valued intelligence more than curiosity. Yes, yeah. you could say that for sure. And I think when when you really go back to the idea that all the primarchs had a role, right? Magnus you could say, was meant to be the librarian. Mm -hmm. Like, not just in the terms of, like, a space marine librarian, but, like, the actual librarian, like, Prospero had a big library fucking library. Everywhere. Yeah. It's, it's Alexandria, basically. Yeah. Right? So, but that, that, you could argue that E, Big Papa saw that the, that curiosity was overstepping his bounds. Mm-hmm. That, there's there's meat on that bone that doesn't get explored enough. Yeah, it's it would be very there. interesting to have a novel written about uh, E's intentions that he had for each of his sons because it seems like he he did he had a plan for what each, what he wanted each of them to do and when they stepped out of the bounds he got upset about it. Um, and that goes into our next question, also from Patrick Bingston. Uh, Six Sorry for your last. <laughs> sorry for butchering your last name. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're we're sorry, but we but have no sorry. intention on changing. Fuck no! If you ask uh, us was... to, we will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you send us a phonetic pronunciation, I'll, I might remember. I if you will. send, if send, you send us a, me, if you send us a phonetic pronunciation that is in plain English, because if you send me international phonetics alphabet, I my eyes will glaze over and I will collapse. <laughs> on the spot. Okay. Uh, so the question is, why was Lehman appointed sheriff? Were the other Primarchs afraid of him, or was he put in that position for a specific reason? And my answer is, remember that Lehman Russ is a dog, and dogs are loyal. And Lehman uh, knew how to make boots. And put and could put them over his armored boots. The... <laughs> Yeehaw! The, the other part I would add is, in addition to being... He's also a good sheriff because he is, uh, well, a good dog. He is yep. not only loyal, but he is good at tracking down and searching down. <laughs> What's so goddamn funny? I'm just having an, um, my imagination ran wild. I'm thinking one of the lost Primarchs. Uh, he's just the man with a cowboy hat and boots. <laughs> like, he's a big... Oh, like, oh we'll get to that question! Nine-foot-tall nine dude. With just like cowboy boots and a cowboy hat over over his armored helmet, just being like, "Yeehaw, how's it going, fellow brothers?" <laughs> uh, On I'm top here of that, to wrangle me some Zenos. <laughs> God damn it! On top of that, Lehman also was like pretty. I, I'd almost say had a pretty loose sense of morality. Yes, like he I, he's. I would actually say down to clown. Lehman to me, is one of the more pragmatic Primarchs. Yeah. I would, I would say he's a... That, that clashes with his loyalty to a fault. I would say he's a good guy. He has good intentions. Like, you know, mm -hmm. he he has his best intention at heart, but at the end of the day, yeah. it's his, like, it's his dad. So, like, he's going to do what he can to best serve him. Mm -hmm. Especially you could being also say appointed the sheriff. It's not just sheriff. his dad, it's his alpha. Yeah. It is, dog stuff. Yeah, it's the only person who has ever been able to beat his ass. So I, you will always listen to him no matter what. I um, mean, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure the, 
pretty sure the Primax, Primarx's alpha was uh, Alpharius. Because it's fucking Next question from Patrick. Uh, if the Primarchs can fall, can they turn back? Could a demon be turned into a good spirit? Uh, probable answer? Probably not. Answer that's much more fun? Hell yeah! Yeah, I did. my my uh my answer I think is that is possible, but like humanity has never explored the option. I feel like <laughs> there has never been any resources put into maybe yeah. we could turn people back. It has always been pu poured into killing them. I feel like there has pure... never been there. There's not a recovery. Yeah, fund. no, there's no one has chaos fund. worshippers anonymous. Yeah. Well, I I would think there's it's a pendulum, right? So you have perfect example, Lorgar. Mm -hmm. Super loyal, super not. Yeah. Yeah. You so you, but <coughs> pendulums imply they can swing back around. Um. Yeah. I. But also, like the other, what I, my other thing was, if you're already in the middle, it's really easy to go back and forth. But to get from end to end takes a lot more energy. Uh. I will also. S I don't know how pendulums work. Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't. Uh, I will say the it, of all entities that chaos has touched, I feel like a Primarch probably has the best. Even a Daemon Prince Primarch has probably the best chance of coming back if you, that's possible. Yeah. And I think if they want to, I think out I think of that's that, the greater one. Yeah, I think the big example of maybe they're not able to is Magnus because Magnus has hates being a Daemon Prince. Yep, uh, uh, and he's he he's pretty not cool about it. Um, maybe they're gonna explore this later, but you would think if there was an option, he would have possibly found it or had a clue about it by now. So maybe he's he stuck that way. Maybe he's not. Yeah, who knows. If you want to see an exploration on this idea, go watch If the Emperor Had a Text-to-Speech Device. Uh, there is an entire part about exactly this. I... Yeah, it, and it's pretty well done, I think. Like, it's... I... I feel like it'd be really interesting to have a Primarch come back from... Daemonhood, uh, yeah. into yeah. Sainthood. I just am not sure if... The grim darkness of the forty-first millennium will ever let that happen. We we have to progress the plot again. And I'm not sure if that's going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a tough thing to do. Uh, we already brought back one Primark. Bring back another crazy. Yeah. Um, Braden, then Fuzzy, then John. Who's your favorite Primark, and who is your favorite <laughs> overall entity or person? Braden, who's well, your favorite Primark? Alpharius and or Omegon. <laughs> Uh, together because they are the two most ridiculous concepts I've ever seen, uh, mm -hmm. and I love them. Fuzzies is Dorn. Uh, well, my favorite entity that has ever existed in Warhammer 40k is Trazen, because I love Trolls the collector. It. Yeah, I love the collector <laughs> from Marvel, just in 40k, who just rolls around and, and steals stuff to keep. Like, anything that he feels like he wants, he just takes it. It stores it away and then keeps yeah. stealing. Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny. I know that's not entirely what his character is, but I, I like him for that concept alone mm. of being the collector from Marvel, but in 40k. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, for me, my... It's hard for me to pick a favorite Primark, uh, 
Yeah. Like, uh, I'm hard-pressed to split between my, like, top grouping, which is essentially the anti-Codex uh, Astartes loyalists. Uh, Dorn, uh, Jagahatai, and uh, Vulcan. Uh, yeah. the, the, those, yeah. those are three very strong choices. Those, those are, are my choices. hot picks. Um, for very different reasons, all of them, but I think it comes... It, yeah, I can spend 30 minutes on that alone. Um, my favorite o <laughs> overall entity? Oh, Jesus. Um, I'm, I'm between um, Trazen and Vect, uh, because Abdrusail oh. Vect is also yes. fucking hilarious to me. He's a he's because a he's also such an asshole. Yeah. 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 Hmm. My favorite Primarch. Hmm. I feel like it's Magnus or Horus. For some reason, I want to say the lion. Really. Yeah, for some reason, Lionel just... Mm, he, he's a pretty complex guy. A little bit. And, you know, the robes are bitchin'. <laughs> yes. The robes are bitchin'. And I don't want to piss off Astalan. <laughs> I mean, space Arthur Charlemagne is a pretty cool dude. <laughs> well, it's damn more Germanic. I, I put Charlemagne in there, damn. Eh. Anyway, uh, favorite entity, uh, Shadow Sun. Fair. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I know what I'm about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so next question, Ryan Clay asks, "What's the what's the deal with cybernetic implants in the Imperium? Are they cosmetic? Is it a class thing? What's going on?" Uh. Well, Jerry, um... Depends on what you're talking about. Like, I, it, 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 well, for the, I think, at the end of the day, it's really just... Fucking shit's dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> like, OSHA ain't big in the 41st millennium. Well, also, it does, as Brayden said, it depends on the faction. Uh, Mechanicus just straight up think flesh is weak, so they will voluntarily replace anything they can. Um, Which makes sense because if you are if you are weak, soft, puny flesh, uh, is better because you have a cybernetic implant underneath it. Why would you not do that? Exactly. Um, yeah. For the Inquisition, uh, it's a little bit of a mix between those fa between that factor and shit is dangerous and people lose limbs a lot. Um, there is also some voluntary replacement okay. of like I don't need this eyeball. I can fucking get a camera in this one. I also remember reading in this Guitari book, from what I remember, is that um, higher-ups, higher-up humans on certain worlds uh, get cybernetic implants just for cosmetic purposes. Like, they think it looks sick. Uh, so One thing, uh, that's a question from Ryan Clay. Nick Benz is next. I got my wires crossed. Uh, the other thing is, so, cybernetic implants are, more often than not, as long as you're not a Mechanicus person, they're by necessity. Uh, in the Gone's Ghosts books, there's someone who gets their fucking eyes just, like, vaporized. Oh, dear. And, and they get cybernetic eyes. They suck because he's just a grunt. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Uh, if you're just, like, a hive 
drone, if you lose your arm, you just ain't got no fucking arm. Mm. But as you get higher up, like, oh, I have cataracts, or what it, whatever. You know, I'll just replace this eye. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. Right. My I can arm, afford it. My arm kind of hurts. Time to get a new arm. Yeah, one that's a power fist. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Interesting. Wonder, yeah. Um, do Eldar do Eldar have cybernetics? Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen that. And frankly, I'd be real into fucking Wraithbone arms and shit. That'd be sick as hell. I I think with Eldar, it's if you hit, they're dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're paper. Yeah, fair. They're. Uh, oh man! Yeah. Fucking! I was watching uh, this new show out, Forged in Fire, Knife or Death, and like it's a knife wielding competition, and because of course it is. one of the stages is you have to chop through three items in one stroke, and if it takes more than one stroke each, and so if it takes more than one stroke, you're immediately disqualified. Uh, or not disqualified, but your run ends, and they're just like someone has to. Anyone who passes you, you lose, and anyone who, and the rest is a race to this point, right? And it was like to cut a fucking fish in half, and everyone failed. So like, it's hard to cut through bones, man. Never doubt even a <laughs> shitty Eldar spine. Even even the toughest of men have difficulty cutting through a fucking fish in one go, so you know. Well, I'm saying, like, if an Eldar takes a bolt to the chest... I mean, yes, then the Eldar explodes. Um, but yeah. typically, if a human does, too. Um, yeah, like most people. Yes. The flesh is weak. But like an arm. That's yeah. generally what you'll get a new cybernetic for. Jonathan. Mm -hmm. eh, I'm going to make the hot take all the Eldar have hemophilia, so. <laughs> yeah, but then it turns into crystals. Um, If an Eldar trips in the craft world, you basically dead. put him in the putting him in the coffin. Yeah. <laughs> like they like they script like they have a bruise on their knee or something cuz they dead. fell. Mm -hmm. They're just roll them in the coffin. <laughs> put them in space. Yeah. Uh Nick Bentz asks, What archetypes do you think the purged Primarchs were? As in Vikings, Mongols, Romans, etc. Uh, cowboys, cowboys, apparently. Yeehaw! Um, <laughs> my actual kind of guess is we don't have any Primarchs based on... The only East Asian culture we have repped is the Mongol Horde. Um, so, like, literally all of China, Japan, Korea, all of those are ripe for the taking, as well as uh, the Middle East and Man, Southeast Asia. With, a Primark with samurai-styled armor? Well, if I recall, Alpha Legion kind of has a bit of a Middle Eastern thing going. Like a little sort bit. Not of. a lot, but it's That's a little cool. Bit. I mean, as to an extent, there are elements incorporated in uh, salamanders of Middle Eastern yeah. style. Uh, all of Africa, we don't have any of that. Uh, Which would nor... be interesting, but highly unlikely that any of yeah, them yeah. Would, would be based yeah. on that. Um, yeah, um, 
We can try. South America and... Oh, uh, Give me the Rainbow Native, Warriors. Well, like... OG Rainbow yeah. Warriors. Uh, and Native Americans uh, are also not repped yet. Oh, and Australia. Um, well, I, I take that back. We have... Uh, also squats. Also squats. <laughs> uh, <laughs> A squat primer. Who's just three feet tall. Yes! <laughs> He's just—he's just average space marine uh, size. When uh, when the van rolled around to pick him up, they put him in the glove compartment. Or, the, or, <laughs> or Big E had a had a baby seat just for them. Uh, my actual guesses are. Um, uh, my actual guess would be if GW wanted to wanted to reveal them. Uh, guess number one would probably be. Chinese or Japanese style, that flavor. Gotta get that weeb. Gotta get money. that weeb money. And my second guess would be um, uh, uh, the motherfuckers. Uh, fuck. Uh, probably like Egypt. Be my guess. Well, wait, no, we did cents. Egypt. We did Egypt. No, no, not Egypt. Um, fucking Mesoamerican, something like that. Interesting. My or guess would uh, be would my be third Russian tier guess would Slavics. be Babylon. Oh, interesting. It would be Russian interesting Slavics to see something like Mesopotamian, um, yeah, like the mm. the Fertile Crescent era, like style. Yeah. Like those guys yeah. are just so yeah. old and backwards. Like that's why they got purges because they refused to, to upgrade. <laughs> yeah, okay. I would, it would be interesting to see something from Africa. Um, and or and or from South America, specifically. Um, my guess is probably one of them in the backseat is Slavic, in origin. And so, squatting. yeah, because like <laughs> hard base of, plays in because the there is the first sons who exist, but they're like, as far as I know, they're the only like really heavily Slavic based faction yeah. or a part of a faction so having a slavic based primark wouldn't seem out of the question to me um yeah so yeah or something based off of another myth or legend or something like that another european legend so i mean th that, that that's why i said babylon because like yeah. we don't have a gilgamesh oh that'd be sick and <laughs> What if what if Big Papa E is actually Gilgamesh? I'm pretty sure he is. Yeah. Like I feel like I read something that was like, yeah, he's Gilgamesh. It would be of course he is. Who else would he fucking be? Uh, yeah, yeah. Man, now I'm just thinking of like, what if fucking Big Papa E's entire aesthetic was based on lapis instead of gold? Everything would be blue. That'd be sick, I mean, though. fucking imagine the gate into the throne room is the fucking gate of Ishtar. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, also, right. Imagine, imagine if each of the Primarchs in Big E each had a each had a gemstone that they aligned with. And then, with their powers combined, they can finally vanquish chaos. Fuck, we're getting away from the conceit no, of our podcast. Used like in Steven Universe. I, I was I was thinking by their powers combined, I am Captain Terra. Uh, Captain Terra. Wouldn't Captain Planet technically yeah. still work? Listen, 
Captain he's not, Captain he's not Empire. Captain Earth. Captain Soul. Captain um, Captain Imperium. Captain. Imperium. There's actually a Captain Planet for every planet in the Imperium. Oh, yeah, it's called lot. the Eldar Wars <laughs> World Soul. <laughs> um, real talk. I'm waiting for Eldred to figure out a way to just turn fucking mountains into goddamn colossi, and then that'd be sick, nasty. And now I'm thinking of a fucking Space Marine-based Shadow of the Colossus. Next question. <laughs> Uh, Chris, the waffly one, asks, How do make 40k a more inclusive nerd space? Instead of calling him the God Emperor, you call him Lord. <laughs> uh, bad. Um, a joke five people will get. Um, I mean, yeah. In, <laughs> then in reality, three of them are here. <laughs> in reality, like, easily the most include, like, the way to get inclusivity is to increase characters who are who are minorities uh, and who are part of certain creeds and cultures and other things that aren't necessarily p talked a lot within um, within society or like not put a lot in mainstream media. One of the big examples I can point to now is Magic the Gathering, where there was the first black mm -hmm. female planeswalker who was recently put out there, and she mm -hmm. was written by mm -hmm. a black female writer. Uh, and now the most recent one that I've seen is there is a gender fluid planeswalker or there's a there's a legendary character who's gender fluid uh from dominaria in the new set that's coming out that i've recently seen um there are probably other examples of it um but you know in like putting in the people like helping or getting writers who are also part of these minorities and other cultures right. is a way to increase that, that's kind of what i would think is like war gaming as a hobby is not particularly inclusive yeah, yeah. So I would think to make 40 40k specifically an inclusive nerd space, you need to come at it from the black library angle. And step one, diversify your writing. Oh staff. yes, that's the first step for sure. And have more emphasis put on series, trilogies. You know, like this is maybe this is kind of dumb, but. If I'm going through my local bookstore and I see a 40k omnibus that has like a person of color on it as the the my main character, I'll probably pick it up. Yeah. And like that having that out there I think would be a good first step and I think that if you can start it from the fiction side, the wargaming side will follow. Yes. Uh, it might also help to increase the amount of content that is out there to help people get into it. Um, because yeah. um, I know from personal experience trying to get into this, there is the steep barrier of trying to figure out everything that works. You know, In fact, the entire yeah. premise of this podcast is the fact that I don't know anything because it's a near impenetrable uh, thing both lore-wise and gameplay-wise to get into. Um, so, but I think inclusivity is the first step. I was kind of getting ahead of myself by including characters who are inclusive, but the first step would be hiring people who are also a part of these cultures and minorities. Uh, yeah. That would be the first yeah, yeah. step to help write good characters who are a part of them in the first place. The, like, the, when, when we talk about 40k, we always talk about it in terms of characters. Yes. Gaunt, Eisenhorn, Ravenor, Kyvus Kane. So having, yeah. s spreading that out and diversifying it would be the step. Yes. 
Uh, I, I would also I say the the two big steps in my mind are one because uh, this is the way I got into 40k video games that have naturally inclusive characters um frankly i think if someone made a mass effect but 40k type of oh game oh my god i would nuts yeah I'd, I'd lose my yeah mind for um it. and the other one to address the wargaming side of things is oh i don't know plastic sisters of battle <laughs> oh my god yes you know the entire army of badass women Yes. Also, fix fix your lore. You don't you don't also have to have you don't have to have the sisters of battle be systematically sacrificed uh, by uh, a group of space marines. So rings. another thing that and you have so many just popped you have in my so head. many more female organizations and characters that you can do so much more with, like the sisters of silence. They're badasses. They can mm -hmm. do so much. So something that popped in my head, uh, fuzzy. I'm. I'm pretty sure you know the existence of War Mahords, and I'm pretty sure Brayden yes. doesn't. It's a competing war game. Uh -huh. And and if War Mahords, your your caster is like the most important pivotal piece of your army, right? So what if 40k kind of took that model a little bit and made like the starter sets? Mm -hmm based off of characters with, like, tie-in novels that didn't suck. Wow, that sounds amazing. Man, we're asking a lot of GW, right? <laughs> hey, hey, do this and don't have it suck. Thanks, uh, yes. Sorry. That yeah. would actually be a really good idea. Like, shit, man, if... Like, I recently noticed they started putting out learn-to-build-and-play packages of factions, and if they made, like... Mm -hmm kill team size them, packages of those that come with an give HQ. Them, give them a character yeah. and have a book around. Yeah. Um, That'd be sick. I'm a hell yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I, I think I think we hit most points. Yeah. My final uh, thing is yeah, if, if MTG, a long running a, a, a franchise that has been running almost, if not longer than Warhammer can do it, a stronghold of the Grog. Yes, yeah, stronghold. If 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 magic can do it, then you can do it too, Warhammer. So, get get going. Yeah, please. Facts. Uh, next up, also by the Waffly Chris, cutest Zeno. Uh, <laughs> Gene Stealer, just keep taking my. <laughs> uh, I mean, there, there's fan art of this. Um. Uwoo effects. It's it's a Karn effects, but with Uwoo face, and it just wants to hug you. Unfortunately, it's a terrifying crab clawed, scythe armed mega beast who will hug you Uwoo. and make you explode. Uwoo. But also Uwoo. Um especially fun Uwoo. because anytime it fires, its shell as it's screaming past you says Uwoo. Uwoo. Um. This is especially I especially like Uwu effects because there is a headcanon amongst many people that Uwu effects evolved from uh, I forget its name and I even forget the a Hormagon or basically a Zergling um, that Livy and uh, Taldir's kid 
because they have a kid and fucking love can bloom. <laughs> uh, that kid finds a zergling, air quote zergling, uh, and keeps it as a pet, and it also has uwu face. And so there's a running joke <laughs> that 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 one grows up into an into a woo effects. And yes, <laughs> um, close second is uh, Livian Taldir's kid as the cutest, you know. Um, and I will um, die on that hill. Hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what could be. Um. Hmm. I feel like uh, what's it called? Kids. Um, Tau kids might be pretty cute. Yeah. Um. Squigs. Just like little squigs. 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 All the different squigs. There is uh, a whole bunch of old art if you go to the Warhammer wiki of like all the different squigs. Um, yeah. And there are some ridiculous looking ones. Like the Eaton squig just looks sad. Yeah. Uh, there's a blob squid. Yeah. Squib, which is just like a blob with a face on it. There's the squib pipe. Which is like bagpipes with uh, two eyes. <laughs> oh, squigs. So. Oh, squigs. Um, Friend of the show, uh, next question. I, I, oh, Joel, John, oh. do you have another right. answer of cute things? Because I feel like we hit no, 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 no. Yeah, we got it. Uh, so Riley asks, what's the best romance ship in 40k? I actually have an answer that is not a 4chan meme. Squigs, it does. I, I was... I was holding my fist up, ready to slam it down, and shout my answer, and then you, then you just <laughs> took the wind out of my fucking sails. Say that. Say the question <laughs> one more time for me. Uh, cutest romance, best oh, romance, best romance ship. Um, hmm. It's it's Beckwin and Gregor. No, best is is no. Big E and Malkador the Sigilite. <laughs> It's actually uh, Nurgle and that Eldar goddess. <laughs> uh, no, that's a bad. That's a bad relationship. Yes, that was a bad one. Yeah, it is. Um, well, okay. So Gregor and Beckwin is that that they love each other. They really do. But she's a blank and he's psychic, so they can't actually touch. Aww. And that's a problem. Oh, no. Like, and they do love each other, and they both thought the other died. And it's it's a lot, okay? So it there's meat oh, on that bone. There's good a manga one. with that exact premise in a different format. There's also Pushing yeah. Daisies, an entire television show based on a very <laughs> similar uh, on the whole we can't touch thing. Or no, we'll, who cares? or you'll Mango. die. Mangoes. Um my my answer of course is Love Can Bloom. It's it's a good one. Um, closely followed by um, the luckiest guardsman in the world and his entire anime harem. Um, <laughs> There's also the good story of my girlfriend, the Kriegsman, uh, <laughs> which is online if you want to read it, which is pretty funny. Um, but I still say Biggie and Makador. Fair. You can't say that they didn't have a relationship. It's... Uh, it's likely. Riley has another question about what would the the polar opposite version of 40k look like. That's noble bright. We'll do a whole <laughs> episode. Yes, about it. Uh, I, w I wanted to mention that before we alley out. There is a concept called noble bright 40k, which is 
what if the grim darkness of the 41st millennium was neither of those things? And it's, uh, pretty good. Um, yeah, I... There are a few more questions, because I asked for questions from a few of our listeners, uh, like, right before we recorded, so, uh when you're listening to this and you're like, hey, that question I gave them just before they recorded, they didn't fucking answer it. It's because apparently we had more meat on this bone, sorry. Um, sorry. Yeah. I've, we also plan to do a warp delve. Don't have time for that, so we might do... We're going to hold on to these, and we'll do another yes. one later. Thank you for your questions. Thank you very much for your questions. Please feel free to send us questions anytime. Uh, and I'll do my best to add them to this doc. Um, please send them my carrier pigeon. Please don't do that. Send them. Please do not go through the webway that is in my spare bedroom. <laughs> Just don't. It's gonna blow my apartment. Um, I think as I think as a final question, uh, before we we go, um. Braden, this is fun. I just want one more because this one I actually want to hear now. Okay. Just is it'll be quick. Braden, what's your biggest I hate Warhammer moment? And that's from Ammo. Uh, um. Hmm. My biggest I hate Warhammer moment is probably like. Oh, I'm not sure. Uh, the Sisters of Battle one was pretty good. Um. Yeah. Finding out who's which of the Primarchs is just covered in in ash, uh, Magnus <laughs> Ferris or Manus Ferris uh, or who is it? Uh, Vulcan. Vulcan. Find like Vulcan. like <laughs> calling him covered in ash and not just making him black is just like why? Why would why? you? Why? That's the dumbest thing in the world. And also like a lot of like a lot of the origin stories for them on how they're just ripped off like medieval myth mythological. Yeah, yeah. So, so so the biggest one is the entirety of the Primarch. <laughs> yeah, the entirety of the Primarch like episode is I hate Warhammer. It's funny, and I like to make jokes about it, but I still, like, the concepts are, it frustrates me because you can do a lot more with it other than they're analogous to these other mythological heroes, which is interesting, but you can do a lot more, I find. Or I, f- I think. So, in my opinion. <sighs> Yeah. All right. All right. Let's let's wrap yep. this puppy up. Uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. Email us questions. Uh, we're back in the saddle, but it might be a while before the next uh, one, even though we already have it recorded. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, we do. Yes. Because we yes. thought ahead. We recorded that Weirdly. one and then went back and re- now recording this one now, and so now we have to record two from now. Yeah. Oh Lord. Uh, also, this is tech. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Uh, I am taking over editing now. John handed me the keys because one of us has a real job and one of us doesn't. Take a guess which ones. Me. Uh, I'm a <laughs> I mean, that is that too. I'm a software developer. If That's not a real job. That's uh, not a real job. Real talk, if you have concerns or questions about the editing, uh, feel free to tweet at me. Uh, I'll actually answer, like, if there's something legitimate of, like, yo, I noticed this thing, tweet at me, and I'll be like, oh shit, I left that entire part on where John goes on a racial tirade. I should take that out. Um, (laughs) Wow. The race is Eldar. (laughs) Uh, Wow. 
Okay, yeah. <laughs> what did you think I meant? Um, do you know what I thought you meant? Okay. Yeah, the well, lizard people. This is been it. That's yep. the one. All right. Well. All right. So, uh, for everyone here from uh, Grim Dorks and on the Grimmest Dorkus, I have been Interrogator John. I've been Inquisitor Fuzzy. I have been Squib Braden. Bye! Every fucking time. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Grim Dorks. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Like the show? Want to show your dorky pride? Go to bit.ly forward slash grimdorks to pick up a variety of merch. Our theme song is John Hammer by Matt Lee. You can find him on Twitter at NiceWizardMusic. Our background music is Go Home and Be a Family Man by Norn Rad from OC Remix. And remember, Ave Imperator.